When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, you are listening to Agony Rants. I'm Gerald Farrelly. And I am Neve Kavner. Welcome to our show. Today we are talking about pets. Okay. Now, this episode has been the work for works for a long time. Long, long time. Yeah, because we didn't want to just go straight out of the bat talking about boots because like my cat is my favourite thing to talk about. I know. I'd literally talk about her for hours. Uh, and we did get messages given out that we don't talk about boots enough. That's right. And so I said, actually, what we should do is a podcast about cats versus dogs because I have a dog. You have a dog, yes. And you have a cat. And so we cover the majority of pet ownership. Like, I mean, yeah. we know that lots of people have different kinds of pets. It's not that, but, you know, dogs and cats would be the most common. Yeah. So, you know, and we both are pet people, which is, you know, we both love our dogs and cats, you know, and I'm not anti-cat, but, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to just clarify me. <laughs> yeah, it's very important to clarify that I do love a cat. I, I think you can like both, but whether you love both is another story, do you think? Uh, well, I always had dogs and I used to hate cats. I was terrified you of cats. You hated cats? Yeah. I, I never I, hated cats. No, I, I really did. Because I always thought that they were too, I always thought they were like snakes. Because they do like, the, they, they're real slinky and the tail, you know, the way the tail kind of curls. Yeah, and, and then and they, they, have can, that, they do that thing with their spine. Yeah, you know, the like odd eyes. Things. The odd eyes. God, yeah. you're really selling boots here. Yeah, but like the way I got boots was the way I tend to do a lot of things in my life. It, what, it fell into your lap? No, it was just w- to win an argument. <laughs> <laughs> Who were you arguing with that ended up? think? What? My partner. <laughs> He didn't want one, and you you, no. you made him get one. Is that I, it? I had I what I had done is I'd gone on you know the DSPCA website. Okay, you know you know where you can read like the animals to foster because I used to love going in and reading the stories. You know the way they're like, you know, <laughs> oh god, it breaks my heart. I can't even talk about. It. I can't leave you, know, you alone. You know, for they're a like Tyler is a Jack Russell. You know, <laughs> he's not as pretty as all of the other dogs. And you're like, oh my god, I want Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. I Tyler. love Tyler. <laughs> and I used to read, I don't know why I used to do it. But then I knew we couldn't have a dog because we live in an apartment. But I thought a cat. Even like, though you thought they were like snakes. Yeah, I know. But I just thought, well, what I could do is if I fostered one for a week, I might get to like them. Okay. You know, because I just thought, okay, foster a kitten. And kittens are cute because a baby anything is pretty. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Have I mean, you seen a, a baby swan? I know. <laughs> Not said, so cute. That, I mean, to be fair, I've said that. And then I was thinking, I've, I've got friends whose babies were absolutely like oh, gremlins. <laughs> wash your mouth out. Wash your mouth out. With soap. That's a whole other podcast. Okay. But what I did was, um, I kept saying, oh, we should do that. We should do like that animal fostering thing. Uh, and, but then I never did it. And then I was on uh, one day. I'd just been working with somebody for six weeks, had a lovely time writing the script. And then I was back working on my own. And then I was looking at it again. I was like, we should definitely do that. And I texted and I was like, like, look at these kittens. Like, And, and he replied, very sharp, Neve. <gasps> Unnecessarily sharp, I felt. And he said, you're always saying that you'll do this and you never do it. Oh. Well. Oh. Red rag doable. Bull. <laughs> red rag this is bull bull this is red rag <laughs> he, uh, he thought he was getting one kitten by the time he came home I had three no yeah I was like no I'm gonna win this I was like now I've done it oh my gosh so yeah they were in the kitchen when he came home and he lost all sense of reason three kittens yeah and what happened was the idea was they were supposed to be there for a week because I thought three kittens okay it's gonna be chaos but it'll be a week chaos yeah uh, and then they all got cat flu so they couldn't be taken back because they couldn't get vaccinated so they couldn't be adopted. So is cat flu like kennel cough? I think so. Yeah, it's like just a b- like God loved them they were in bits. And then uh, uh, I came home from a gig up Belfast mm-hmm. and uh, Boots was very sick. So I brought her I brought her to the 24 hour vet out the D- DSPCA and it, the vet said uh, so you're giving her away then on, on Thursday she's coming back and I was like yeah 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 she's got her forever home. And she was like, all right, and you're here and it's one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night and you're giving her away forever on Thursday. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And she said, I believe it when I see it. <laughs> and how many years later are we? Six. <laughs> I know the Wednesday night, the Wednesday night, I was just like, we can't be separated. We absolutely can't. And I'm very sorry to the woman that works in the Hawkswell Theatre in Sligo who was supposed to be getting boots. And I'm reminded of it every time I gig there. And can I just say, for the record, you post about boots. So you push it in her face the whole time. I hope I to know, God yeah. she I, is I not she on Twitter or Instagram <laughs> looking at you with the cat she should have had. Although some of the posts you put on, she's probably relieved. You know, know yeah. boots, boots, she has an edge to her. She has, she an, has edge. an edge. I mean, actually, you remind me a little bit of my lovely sister, Aoife, who I absolutely adore. When she was young, um, she was desperate for a dog. When my mum had Aoife, she was like 15 years after me. So she was like much more relaxed around things. <laughs> and, and so basically she said, you know, Aoife wanted a dog. And I told my mother and I was a grown up. I'm not going to lie. I was like 19 or 20. And I told her under no circumstances was she to give my sister a dog. Right. Because it would prove she loved her more than me. <gasps> Neve, the pragmatic Neve Kavanagh. Finally, we're seeing the cracks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When it comes to I wanted a dog so much, so much when I was young. Honestly, so much that I was young. Every single dog in the vicinity used to run when I came. I was so needy of a dog. So, you know the way that yeah. child. You that were a child, hamster squeezer. I, no, I, I never squeezed a hamster. But, but I, you know that's sort oh, of like, oh. Yes, oh yes. I so desperately wanted a dog and my mother, no, and I understood that my mum wasn't happy about it. You know, Because your mum was afraid of dogs. Yeah, she was afraid of dogs. And, and to be fair to her, you know, she, and also didn't want a dog, you know, but, and, and as afraid as she was of dogs, she absolutely traumatised by cats. 
Oh yeah, fair you enough. know. So you know, and you know, cats. They the second they know that you are, that all they want to do is be with you. Totally. And and that's funny, what I love about it's them. It's so obtuse because, quite frankly, when you want them, they they will not come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like, and I think that when they do sit on your lap, that's why it means more. Because you know the way with dogs, you just have to go. You're a great boy, and they're your friend for life, mm-hmm. which is great about them. But the thing about cats is you can kind of like they'll reject you, but when they do come to you, yeah. it's like they do want to be there. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, and that's very true. Cats adopt you. That's it. You know, getting back to Eva because she couldn't get the dog because I, you know, vetoed her with my mum. Uh, basically, um, she we said we, she could have a goldfish. So we went, which is a a viable alternative to a dog. (laughs) Okay. So so we went to the pet shop to get this goldfish and Aoife picked the one floating on the top. The man could not get it out of the tank quick enough (laughs) to give it to her because we all knew this this fish is not going to last more than three seconds. So we, we bought the the bowl for it and the thing because she's going to pick the sick one she's always going to pick the sick one and and so we come home with this goldfish and we're all going that I don't know how we're going to tell this beautiful child that this this goldfish will not last more than five minutes so not being pet owners for a long time we didn't really pay the attention we should have to Amanda Amanda the goldfish <laughs> so, so Amanda 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 was put over in in the goldfish and Claire was hoovering as my older sister was hoovering and uh, put Amanda the goldfish on a speaker um, you know like old school school speakers you know the big oh, speakers the, yeah, the big st- from a stereo things. and so we, we it's not that we forgot about Amanda we were obviously feeding it and all that but we forgot where Amanda was placed and about three days later while I was playing music doing whatever I was doing I looked over and Amanda was dancing around the um, thing because um, the rock music that was playing at the time <laughs> was obviously vibrating but that goldfish lasted I kid you not four years which is that's a, pretty good for a goldfish. For a goldfish, on a, this goldfish that was lying on the bottom, bottom like literally dying, <laughs> the day we bought it. So, if you want to revive your goldfish, put it on a speaker. Apparently, the heavy base, heavy base. So, uh, <laughs> but the funny Amanda the goldfish, un- unbelievable. So, anyway, traumatized when Amanda died, Aoife soft soft hearted then was allowed to get a budgie, which is unheard of in our house. Right, I, still not allowed to have the dog. Got a budgie, right? Now, me, who wasn't allowed to pet once all my childhood, hating at her, you know, from afar. But actually, the budgie, she was less creative with the budgie. It was still called Joey. And I still Joey remember. Joey the budgie. Joey nice. the budgie. And Joey the budgie was the bane of my mother's life. But anyway, the thing is, uh, this budgie had a stroke one day in the kitchen, which is hilarious. And, and Eva was sitting <laughs> with her back to it and we were all going, oh my God, oh my God. Please, how, did you have a, did you, how do you know it has a oh, stroke? Oh, trust me, you, you can tell. It was going. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> By process of elimination. Put it this way, what it was doing was not natural. <laughs> Oh, so the, the budgie actually had a stroke and we were trying to distract Eva so that she wouldn't see the budgie having a stroke. Honestly, you know, we, we protected Eva as much as we could because she's such a sweet girl. But honestly, oh my God. So, yes. Did Eva get a dog? Never. <gasps> my dog fixation is very strong. That's all I can say. When, when did you get your first dog? I was, I found out I was pregnant with Jack 
And I'd say about five minutes afterwards, I told my husband to be at the time, my husband, basically, if I'm at home with a child, I'm at home with a dog. Go get me a dog. So I actually had a dog within about two weeks. That's a great idea because you can practice. Oh. It's, it's like you're working up. Yeah. I don't <laughs> you're think... working up the level of responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I need to feed this. Keep it alive. <laughs> I've been in this for nine months, so I'm, I'm ready for this. <laughs> yes, exactly right. It just and and actually, it worked out quite well because then when Jack w- was born, um, he wasn't an only child. <laughs> I already had a child. <laughs> the last thing you want is a spoiled only oh, child. Oh no! Yes. Oh no! No only child syndrome. Basically, the dog was the only child for about six six months before I actually had Jack, and uh, it w- it was my nirvana. You know, my mother thought my life was over because she said, how, oh, my God, you know, how are you going to live your life? A dog and a child at the same time. <laughs> it's a whole it other, works. It's a whole other thing. Amazingly. Anyway, so, uh, th- yes, irrationally, I would not let my sister have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say, and it's not news to her. I have I have actually shared but this. But you know her. what? You're human. Niamh. I am. You're, at last we found, you're <laughs> human. We found the cracks. I am so human in so many ways. Girl, (laughs) tragically, uh, being a national treasure does not exclude you from absolute spite. You have (laughs) flaws. So we asked you to get in touch with all of your pet stories and thank you so much. And also thank you so much for the videos uh, and pictures (laughs) because there was a deluge. There was actually more pictures than there were people actually contributing. It was just, here's my cat. Isn't she adorable? We love love that. First up, Sonia got in touch. Oh my God, I wonder is this... Oh, as in the Sonia? <laughs> the Sonia, the one that you creamed. <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely. You Let's read it. all over the wall back in 1993. <laughs> Let's read it and see. <laughs> oh my God, I love agony rants. It's not. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> unless, unless Sonia's in Liverpool doing a hate listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, I love agony rants I laughed so much at Garoud and Oliver and wh- that when I got off the Lewis there was a wet patch at the front of my mask I'm glad you finished that <laughs> sentence I'm not going to lie but I understand that <laughs> I laughed a lot at that too to be fair. so this is my pet story I was dating a guy for a while who took in foster cats and he was really into it Mariam, Sonia. He had a big garden and was great with them however when we went to bed if he didn't let them in the room they would scratch at the door yeah We had no choice but to let them sleep at the end of the bed. It was a bit creepy. Listen. Where does Boots sleep? Boots. Boots sleeps in the bathroom. Yeah. Bathroom is, like, the bathroom is kind of like a studio apartment for the cat. (laughs) (laughs) Like, her bed is in the bath. She uses the toilet. She's got spare food in there. Like, I mean, she lives quite well, (laughs) to be honest. She's like... Self-contained in there. Yeah. If the apocalypse comes, she's fine. Yeah, she's a, she's got a self-contained unit in there with that, no windows. Is that the panic room? It's kind of like it, that's kind of like what it is. And the weird thing is, because she uses that toilet, we can't use that toilet. Sonia, like uh, the thing is about it is the loveliest thing in the world is when like a cat or dog sleeps with you because they do curl up and it's very it's very like it's very cute to wake up and there's a cat on your pillow. The only problem is like sometimes if my partner goes to bed before me, the cat will like hop onto my side. And then I go to go to bed and she's just looking going, I'm sorry, there's no room for you here. <laughs> like, the, the bath is very comfortable if you want to go in. <laughs> I won't be using it. Now, does your partner feel the same about that? Um, yeah, he would be more inclined to leave her out. Yeah. But that's because she doesn't wake him. She wakes me. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what? She, she woke me once 
uh, sitting on my chest and she had her paw in my mouth. <laughs> I, it's like, I, I, when, she just like, like, and, and it was quite far down. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's like she, that's like the time I heard the, the radio. Some woman wrote in for pet advice because her snake was lying. She woke up and her snake was lying, you know, the length of her. And the man told her, "For God's sake, get out of the house because he's sizing you up to see whether he can <sighs> digest you." No, but I, that's <sighs> why. Why would your cat have? I know. I don't know. It was we put a stop to it. <laughs> I was Look, like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right. Um, funnily enough, uh, my dog only ever comes up to the bed if it's just me in the house. Right. That's the truth. I don't overly encourage Ruby to come up. You know, I love her. I absolutely love her. But we haven't overly encouraged that side of it because a Ruby is a big black lab. So basically it's like having another person in the bed. (laughs) And when she kind of every time you move a centimeter, she's like right in on. And so therefore, by the end of the night, you could conceivably be on like one inch of the bed and no duvet. And I did not encourage my children to do that. So there's no way I'm going to encourage a dog, right? <laughs> I need my sleep. And that's the truth. And I love my dog and I absolutely love. And sometimes it's nice if it's just me and her in the bed. That's fine. But even then, she'll push me to the side because she can't get up close enough to you. And it's lovely, except you have no duvet and no bed. But the difference between a child and an animal is you can be pretty certain that an animal won't wet the bed. <laughs> Animals do not wet their bed. They do okay. not pee where they, but a child. Less, less certain. Less certain. Uh, well, yeah, true. Less sophisticated being. That's very true. But my pet at the moment, my Ruby, she's old. And so therefore she sometimes struggles to know when things are happening. She's, you know, and so sometimes she won't wet it, but she may occasionally be a little nugget of loveliness. So you don't, I, I definitely not. So, Sonia, um, I'm going to say, right, if it's not your thing, right, so I'm going to jump right in here because obviously I'm not a cat person necessarily, but if it's not your thing, the last thing you're going to want to see is a cat, like, looking at you. Oh, and, yeah. And if it's multiple cats and they could be varieties of cats, it sounds like he takes them off the street, but basically, you know, he obviously cares a great deal about cats and that's fair enough, but if it's not your thing, it's a little unfair for you to have to sleep with it. Um, I notice he's um dating a guy for a while, so technically that's... Not I think it's over. Yeah, it is well over. Uh, the scratching at the door might be more disconcerting, you know. <laughs> I really hope he finds someone nice. Uh, yeah, I, Sonia, I don't like this person, but I am on his side. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I kind of see your side, Sonia. But having said that, you know, when you love someone, it's all about a bit of compromise. Uh, but I would draw the line at somebody, some cat that would put their paw down my throat. That's, that's very worrying. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, Rebecca... I have a cat with green eyes called Emmy, which is short for Emerald. Oh, it's very sweet. That's very cute. God, this is so far away. I think Rebecca's very bougie. This is very away from the sex in the toilet stories. Um, I got her when a neighbour found some abandoned kittens on the roadside. And my neighbour took her brother and sister, so she sees them every day. She's a very happy cat. Oh my gosh, Rebecca. That, that is just like, I, isn't that just a little, a little nugget of joy? It is. <laughs> 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 well, obviously that phrase has changed given the last story that Neves wrote there. <laughs> no, but <laughs> um, Rebecca, I have to say, funny enough, actually, my first dog, Maddie, the one I got when I was pregnant with Jack, uh, she, her sister, 
and her were taken by myself and my sister-in-law at the same time. And they we wondered when they were kind of growing up, did they know they were related? And they definitely did. They definitely knew they were related because they were so easy with each other. You know what I mean? And it was such a lovely bond they had because <laughs> we've had other Labradors since and they didn't have quite the same bond, I'm going to say. Well, when I was a kid, we had a, dog called, a Labrador retriever called Rocky. And my granddad had his brother and they called him Tiger. Rocky and Tiger. Rocky and Tiger, my granddad. And my granddad brought Tiger to the vet because he thought he might be a homosexual. Oh, because he was riding? <laughs> no, because he was, he used to pee, he used to, wouldn't lift his leg, he used to pee sitting down. I'm from a very complicated family. <laughs> There's so many questions. Take a moment to unpack that if you want me. <laughs> There's so many questions in my head. Like right now, I'm going to have to have a conversation with you offside about, you know, how you pee. Does that actually define? <laughs> does that actually define? We we can we can pee standing up, please. Yeah. We can just. <laughs> the community just wants to clarify. <laughs> okay, my sister has three kids and is thinking of getting a dog. This is Phil, okay? Uh, now, um, but only because the kids keep asking her for one. Her kids are all under 10 and I really think she has her hands full already. And if she does get one, it'll be an absolute disaster. But I think I'd be an absolute killjoy if I said anything. What do you think I should do? Now, I have two stories on this, right? Okay. Uh, the reason, first, let's start with, you know how much I talked about how much I wanted to talk and got in the way of Aoife. I was that child, the child who wanted the dog, right, so badly that I once took piano lessons for a year, for a year, just so that I would half an hour while my sister took her piano lesson to terrorise the Jack Russell that woman loved. Right? <sighs> she, the woman who taught us had a Jack Russell and that Jack Russell used to sit in the window in Broadstone. Like we used to take two buses over to Broadstone. My mother very kindly brought us for two years, for like a year to go to these piano lessons. And... The Jack Russell used to sit in the window and see me coming and run, basically, because, because I was so desperate to spend time with dogs. Neve wants a cuddle. <laughs> you know that child? I was that child. And the problem with wanting a dog so much is that you will put your face in their face. Totally. You're so inappropriate with dogs because you have no boundaries with it. You're so desperate for them. And that's not ideal with a dog. You know, and Absolutely. it's not ideal. And the thing about it is you think it's going to be a lot of work and it kind of is, but it isn't. The thing is, she's already got three kids. She's doing plenty, right? The truth is she will be the one that ends up doing the walking and the cleaning and all that. But I cannot tell you what a pet does in a family for kids in particular. Completely. I, I you, you don't understand. My children absolutely ignored the dogs most of the time but loved them it, they were very relaxed around dogs and pets yeah. and actually that's a very good thing for kids you know to become that relaxed about and understand about the rules and the fact that there's responsibilities to other things than yourself and yeah. so actually you're right it is a little bit of extra work but it will save our mental health because the one thing that happened to me when I was older was sometimes the dog was the only person happy to see me ah okay maybe that's that sounds w that's more lovely. serious than I think. But, you know, in other words, 
you have great company all the time. The type of company who doesn't give you any sass. Do you understand what I'm I saying? I know what you mean. Hundred percent. I think this is great. I think. I think. I, I completely agree mm-hmm. because I think that he says here it'll be an absolute disaster. It won't. It'll be absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. But chaos, I think sometimes when there's kids, is actually quite good. Uh, she already has. Uh, three, three kids, kids under, under 10. 10. So it chaos is chaos. Chaos is happening. Yeah, it is. Right, chaos is happening. And actually, in a weird way, it's fun chaos with a dog. Provided you think about what kind of dog you get, you do some training. Now, to be fair, training is very important. Consistency is really important. Yeah. You know, and, and it's really important. But I tell you, pets, dogs, cats, if they choose you, you're theirs for life. And the thing about it is, the difference between cats, or sorry, the difference between animals and people mm. is that People are designed to be around each other. With animals, you have to train them. Yeah, yeah. So everything you want that dog to do, like whether it's, yeah. you know, sit down, and not just even sit down, whether it's, you know, not jump on the person that comes in, 100%. they have to be told and they trained have to, be to do told. it. I mean, so you have to be willing to put that time in at the start. That's very true. But actually, Phil, to me, it sounds more like you don't want the dog. It does. And you don't live there, Phil. Yeah. You know, you don't get to say. So The thing about it is, also, a cat as well. It's still the same responsibility. And yeah. what they could do is they could get a rat. Like, my nephews and nieces have had so many rabbits. There's nothing more, like, there's nothing more... Transient than yeah, a rabbit. Tra- that's the word. Is that's that's a good word. Do you like that there's word? There's nothing more transient than a rabbit. You can if we ever a- do merch, <laughs> we should have t-shirts with there's nothing more transient than a rabbit. Neve Kavanagh. You can... You can... Yeah... Uh, uh, rabbits, rabbits, rabbits are like they just traumatize me because die be- because they're amazing and, and I don't mean that, but they die so easy that you can upset a rabbit looking at it. Yeah, you, know, you burst I mean, a crisp bag. Yeah. Cri- <laughs> you burst a crisp bag. Your rabbit's dead. You're so dumb at that moment. <laughs> you burst a crisp bag. <laughs> your rabbit's dead. <laughs> Next up, uh, hi Neve. This is one for you. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't mind me. No, I'm grand. I'm here. It's fine. <laughs> Hi, Neve. Uh, I'm a big fan. I met you in Oslo in 2010. I remember. <laughs> you are my favourite Eurovision singer and I really like your podcast. Okay, you're in. I mean, <laughs> he's referenced it three times, not even mentioned me. <laughs> like, no, nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. You're fine, George. Fine. Come on. Uh, I once lived with a woman. <laughs> Every line's a shocker in this. <laughs> I, I once lived with a woman. His, you have to see his face. It's very warm here. I once lived with a woman who had an aviary. I can't even be bothered reading the rest of this. I'm sorry, George. Oh. He is very unprofessional, but she, we can't stop laughing. I'm laughing at, at Groat's reaction here. He's, he's highly incensed that you didn't mention him in this. Uh, she, I once lived with a woman who had an aviary. She had over 40 birds and they made a lot of noise. <laughs> Though when I moved out, I did miss the sound of birdsong and I ended up getting a budgie called Tulip. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I just can't I just can't bother doing this anymore <laughs> I'm sorry George this is actually just <laughs> you failed this I couldn't, I couldn't care less anymore <laughs> George listen I get it I get it actually funny enough you should mention that because words 
always appear to be a beautiful animal to keep, but they do poo a lot and they make a lot of noise <laughs> and they do stuff. And you know, there's a lot of cleaning out the cages and all that sort of stuff. They are beautiful. We, I think you should enjoy birds from a bird table outside. Yeah. Now, that's not to say if you have birds and some people look after them beautifully and all that, it's not that. I mean, I suppose I'm still traumatised by Joey having the stroke <laughs> in the kitchen, but it is true for it. There's a lot more to birds. They're yeah. beautiful and gorgeous, but we have a bird uh, table out the back. We throw stuff on it and we we see them and it's beautiful. And it is nice. It is gorgeous and I absolutely love birds, but I'm not sure I want them in my house. I know. Occasionally one gets in. And it is nice because they do struggle for food in the winter. If you have a garden, you should have uh, a bird table and fat balls. <laughs> Neil Gaffey. Neil Gaffey? Gaffey? Gaffey. Gaffey. He's, Gaffey. As in like from, bouquet. Uh, he, this is one of our American listeners. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he sent a video. We've pinched him from another advice show called Ask Rana, which okay. is just the mecca of, I mean... How did they, we pitch they, that? Oh, they they ran so we could walk, Neve. <laughs> crawl, crawl, even. <laughs> exactly, they walk so we could crawl. Okay, so um, well, Neil, I'm really glad and I'm really happy to welcome you to our podcast, and I'm nearly sure you're going to get very constructive advice from here. My cat, Big Shirley, will play fetch. Now, first of all, I'm already invested because anyone who calls their dog, their cat, Big Shirley, Big Shirley, <laughs> I'm in. If I fling an elastic band across the room, she'll run and bring it back to me. She also does it with aluminum foil balls. I said it right. Al- aluminum is the way they say it, isn't it? Uh, oh, aluminum. Yes, yes Thank exactly. You. Oh, look at this. <laughs> I know. Transatlantic Neve. It's very important to have the right pronunciation. Uh, but she can't always get them in her mouth. So when that's the case, she'll bat them back instead. Also, if I just snap an elastic, she'll get super excited and come. So if she's hiding and I can't find her, I just do that. Neil, you are just living the dream. Yeah, he uh, sent a video of the cat doing this and it's very impressive. I tried this with boots. What, all of this? I, no, I tried to, to play fetch with a little ball. Okay. She had these balls that she likes, but she just likes to look at the ball because there's stripes on it. She doesn't necessarily like to play with it. Like, So what was happening was I was throwing the ball for her and then she was looking at me. So I was getting the ball and bringing it back and then throwing it. So she taught and then you I realized to, she taught you to retrieve the ball. <laughs> she taught me to play fetch. I think I wonder sometimes when I pick up the ball and I bring her out, does she think, oh, I'm just bringing him out for his run. He has to get some exercise. You pick up a ball and bring her out. <laughs> like I pick up the ball, like I get the ball and go, okay, we're going to go out in the land and, and play. <laughs> and I wonder if she's thinking, oh, I have to bring him out for his run. <laughs> so she's, yeah. I'll just bring him outside and throw the ball for him. I have no doubt. He's put on a bit of weight. So Margaret Mary Murphy got in touch. My cat fell in a slurry pit last night and decided he was going to sit on the couch and drag his arsehole on the carpet when he got in. <laughs> he spent the night outside. He's lucky to have all of his nine lives. <laughs> oh my God. With what a is- cat, that's the first thing they clean. Cats are so proud of their bums. <laughs> they really are. I swear to God. Even like they will just show it to you and then look at you as if it's like, isn't it lovely? I really well. You see, with dogs, if if there's it, the the dragging of the backside thing is definitely all about worms. The minute you see that they're scratching it's themselves, wor- that's worms. Yeah. With, with cats, it's just like, isn't it lovely? Oh, yeah. Like every Zoom gig I did, she would hop up and go, "I know what this needs. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this is flagging a bit." <laughs> oh my god. We're stopping for a moment to remind you that we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 
If you would like to support the show, you can pledge as little as five euro a month. And in return, you will get bonus content from us and from all the other shows in the Headstuff Podcast Network. Can you tell I'm in panto at the moment? As a matter of fact, I am told I have the best cackle. Can we have the cackle? Uh, we can have the cackle. <laughs> yes, I uh, have protected, Fabulous. I have perfected it on my own children. That's it. <laughs> so I have a really good friend and she listens to us every week out of necessity. Um, as she's mentioned a couple of times, uh, but actually... Out of necessity, she has to work because otherwise she can't be friends with me if she's not listening. So, uh, but then sometimes I worry that our friendship is going to be affected by because <laughs> no, that's a whole thing. So, um, this is the problem. So, okay, go on. This is she writes, dear Neve and Garod, bracket, which is really hard to spell with my spell check. By the way, gearbox is what my phone wants to call you. <laughs> <laughs> now it's funny. It's funny you should say that because actually when you put in my name in spell check or not spell check but you know when you put it into autocorrect it tries to make me Miami so you and I we could have a podcast called Gearbox, Gearbox in Miami, Miami. <laughs> we sound like that sounds like a detective <laughs> duo in the 80s it really does yeah really does um, anyway so Gearbox um, loving the podcast and I feel you guys are the right people to help me with my pet which happens to be a dog. So my dog won't be offended when he hears this. I've changed his name to Larry. So right now you know why she's my friend. Right? Okay. I, so I completely see why this works. <laughs> Larry has a sock eating problem. In the past, he has been x-rayed to find six socks <sighs> inside him. Uh, sometimes he vomits no. them out and sometimes he poos them out. And to be fair, I have been witness to both. Um, also, not only socks, but because she has girls, sometimes thongs. But that's a whole other story. Oh, my God. Basically, items that belong to you. And this is kind of a dog thing, isn't it? You know, they they kind of like to have things that belong to you. Um, not so much to this level, but anyway. So here's my problem. I like good socks. Uh, socks aren't cheap. Uh, certainly not her ones anyway. And I know how she is. Like, so anal about socks. She has so many rules. I'm not even going to talk to you about it. Would you save the socks? Oh, that is a brilliant question. So in other words, they come out, vomit poo. Do you Pick them, them out and wash them. Yeah. What do you do with them? Do you put them straight in the bin? If they're not harmed, expensive, maybe Ralph Lauren socks. And I say that because I know I've seen her. I've witnessed that transaction. I trust... The process of washing something. To that extent. <laughs> but I would be uncomfortable every time I put them on knowing the journey it had been on. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm mixed on this, you know. It depends on the sock. I mean, if it was a nice, you know, cashmere, fancy... Okay, I'm not sure a cashmere fancy would survive the journey, right? Let's be honest. You need a robust cotton going on there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know. All right. So let's that's say half you've got a really good, <laughs> really good sock. The pair, maybe a favorite sock, which is the one they're going to go for because it's the one you love the most. I think I would. I think if I liked the sock, mm. like if I was particularly attached to that pair of socks, I think I would. <laughs> Go. I think I would kind of just be in a bit denial, just ignore like it didn't. You know, but you'd never wear them again. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> you just keep them in the drawer. I mean, you? she obviously thinks about it a lot because she's written it 
Yes, so, it's very specific. Like she's written it down, she sent it to us. It did happen. It's very, oh, I've, and I, I wonder, I've, witnessed, I've witnessed them come out. Right? And I'm, <laughs> I'm concerned you. whether she, <laughs> whether she has all these socks in a Ziploc bag or whether this is like a going forward. <laughs> what should we do? Um, well, it's really hard to know which, I'll be honest with you, because I know her. But I, I'm going to tell you now, right? 100%. It's a very big dilemma. I'm not that attached to socks, believe me. If that no. happened to me, it'd be a, there's no sock in the world unless my mother hand knitted it or my son hand knitted it. And I'm pretty sure if my son knitted it, I probably wouldn't be wearing it simply because it probably physically wouldn't be a sock. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I don't think there's ever anything that I'm attached to that, that much that would come through a, a body of some description that I'd feel yeah. as comfortable on the other side. I mean, I suppose you often hear people, you know, who swallow rings or dogs swallow rings and you have to do that, but that's kind of a hard thing. You feel oh you couldn't God. do it. No, do you know? The, do like you never engagement story? Like, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. There's all those funny stories. I did once almost swallow a pair of knickers. I'll tell you how I did it, right? Oh, I'm so glad you are because <laughs> I'm, I'm here and I cannot think I of a just single scenario. I was in a play Right, called Death and the Maiden. <laughs> well, I know the And it was about this woman that had been assaulted who, like, then takes her captor hostage. And okay. I was the... You were the, you were the kidnapper. The, yeah. So, so she, she kidnapped me and she tied me to a chair. Mm -hmm. And then it was written into the script that she was supposed to take off her pants and shove them in my mouth and then, like, tape over my mouth. But in the play, like, we'd arranged that she would fold them a certain way like, and she obviously had like a thing on, like they weren't fully on her. Like, the, you know, there was another pair of pants. They were, you know, <laughs> I've been very clear. <laughs> I had, I, just like a cat, I had my boundaries. <laughs> I can't hardly breathe here. I, 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 I mean, there's so much in this. I so, don't even know where to begin. On the opening night of the play, she, obviously she was kind of nervous and she had a gun as well. And I think she, I can't remember what she did with the gun when she was doing this, but she took them off and instead of like folding them the proper way, she, they were like pretty, she, they were folded pretty big mm. and they were <laughs> shoved more or less down my throat. And then she put like this, it wasn't real gaff tape, but it looked like it over my mouth. And I was still tied to the chair on the stage with these <laughs> pants pushed down my throat. So I was like, oh my God, I have two scenes before they pull these off. Like... <laughs> I thought I'm gonna I'm actually gonna die. I, I think I could die here. And uh they yeah, two scenes later, like with me having to just do very calm breathing through the nose because I couldn't breathe through my mouth because they were wrong, they were right down my throat. She uh she pulled the tape off and then she yanked them out and I almost got sick on the stage. And then I had to do three more acts, like that's a long play, mate. Oh, all I can long say play. is no one can ever say you didn't suffer for your art. <laughs> And do you know, who, when, do you know, when did this, when did this, I can't believe I wasn't there for this part of your life. What uh, that is that? That was like in my late 20s. It was when I was a serious actor. Do you know who was, played the woman? She's now a TV3 weather girl. No, a TV <laughs> Cahar weather girl. Yeah, Mairead. Does she know she did this to you? Oh, she did. I told her. So, listen, <laughs> would you mind? Like tonight on the knicker shoving? Would you, <laughs> could you be a bit more careful, please, Mairead? She gave up acting and she presents the weather, so... <laughs> Um, I think I turned her off her career. Maybe not now. <laughs> if you can't fold knickers right, <laughs> you can't do that in the maiden. <laughs> so where do we stand on the sock situation? Um, I think we should, I think we should have two categories of sock, keepers and non-keepers. I think we should do everything to ensure that the keepers 
are not processed by the dog. But if in the event they are, well, they're I, the ones you keep. Yeah, my advice is don't leave your feckin' socks around the place. If you're going to have a pet, please, please, please be sure that you're going to be there for it. That's really oh, important. Yeah. And don't don't be just thinking from start from scratch. Please get from an absolute approved uh, breeder if you are getting a pup. That's really, yeah. really important. And more importantly, there are a lot of dogs in the world that need love. Cats are the same. Any animals, they all need love. So don't be afraid of rescue just because you think there's going to be issues. There's not always issues. And even if there are some issues, you, you can be helped to fix that. So just... Just go out and look and if you are thinking of having a pet. I, I really mean that's very important. Yeah, well, it's a two-way street. If if you have a pet, they have a responsibility to you in that you have to train them. Yes. There's expectations, but also you have a responsibility to them. Yeah. You have and to actually, look after them and you have to do the right thing as well when they get sick as well. You do. And and the, the great thing about that is that, the, you know, if you do train them right as... as inconvenient as it is you know it's nice to think you can let them do whatever they want it's like children you can't really do that either you know otherwise they don't know how to behave and you can't blame them then you can't blame them if you haven't taught them what's right and wrong it's exactly the same with pets and once they kind of get the boundaries they're pretty good about sticking to them it's very rare that you have a dog or a cat or a pet that will move outside the boundaries you know if a, a behavior happens it's you can usually find it's not them that's making that behavior happen it's usually reacting to something that you haven't done. So I know this is very serious, but it's really important to me. Pets, we both love pets. So, you know, we love our pets. We love things, but be a responsible pet owner and really consider about what you're going to do in that situation. So that's very serious. I know it's very serious. Very yeah, serious. that's good though. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Yes, thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Um, do like, subscribe and reviews we would love it if you gave us nice reviews we got um, a great review very quickly oh uh, yeah uh, the review said in your eyes and in your ears perfect love it ideal love it ideal Happy. more of that please more of that uh, see you next week bye this show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Natural Balance presents a head-tilting, tail-wagging audio experience made for dogs. Want to play? <laughs> Good dog. This ad was scientifically designed to make your dog happy. Just like Natural Balance dog food. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more.